0: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Brace yourself. You are now locked into the Raptured Millennial Podcast, a young mind's perspective on the oldest book around. Prepare yourself for something amazing. And here's your host, James King. What is up, everybody? That is right, new intro, you heard it from my buddy Josh McLellan, this is the Rapture Millennial Podcast and I am James King, your host. Now I want to kind of continue on the the idea that we were talking about last week. Uh, I'm going to make a little bit of a series out of this uh, on why religion sucks. So religion sucks part two. Now I'm going to apologize ahead of time, or I guess behind time, for last week's episode of how monotone it was and how kind of meh. It was, I'm going to tell you, it's because I was at work, I was in my office, um, there were other people, other people around my office, I didn't want to make a scene, I didn't want to get all uppity, and get people like, whoa, what the heck's going on? Trust me. I apologize, I wasn't a fan of episode one. Let's switch the complete thing around, get into episode two, get into the hype, let's go, I don't care where you guys are listening from, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you guys really, really, really get something out of this podcast, because I promise you, this podcast is going to change my life, and I'm hoping it's going to change your life. So, episode two of Religion Sucks. We're going to dive into a certain religion, if you want to even call it that, that uh, a lot of people are a little iffy with. Um, atheism. Atheism is a scary religion, guys. Um, and Now, I'm going to tell you about that. So, atheism, a lot of people think that atheism is a lack of belief in God. People who are like, oh, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist. No, that is not what an atheist is whatsoever. That is what an atheist will tell you. Um, atheism is the downright denial of the existence of God, not the lack of belief in God. If you believe in God, you're not an atheist. Or oh, I'm sorry, if you, let me rephrase If you believe in God, you can't be an atheist. Because you, you just deny it. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to phrase that so it makes sense. But let me put it this way. Atheism is just the outright denial of the existence of God. A no-theos God, if you will. So, this leaves atheists with an insurmountable problem. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote something. Uh, I'm going to probably completely blow this uh, pronunciation because it's Latin, I think. Hey, semper necessitas uh, probandi incumbit equi agit. And that means, the necessity of proof always lies in the person who lays charges. So, I'm not going to tell you like I know that. I'm not going to act like I know what that means. Because um, really, truly, I, I don't. I'm not the big, I, I don't. I'm not the biggest person when it comes to uh, stuff like that, but that's just you know I'm in my notes. I thought that would be something interesting, um, because the purse. Basically, the idea is an atheist has to. I'm going to give you my personal opinion on what I think it means. Um, Feel free to you know disagree with me. I'm not going to think differently if you all disagree with me. So the necessity of proof always lies with the person who lays charges. I guess if you think about that in a legal aspect, it is the prosecutor's job, who is the person who's laying the charges, to find the necessity of proof. To find proof that this crime committed, right? Because, you know, if they say if there's a, even the smallest uh, burden of doubt, you cannot convict somebody. So therefore, it is uh, necessary that an atheist finds proof that there's no God. Which means they spend their entire life proving that there's no God. But if a a true atheist did that, what's funny is they'd probably, you know, transition into Christianity. Because the more you search for the non-existence of God, the more you find the existence of God. It's crazy. It's insane. It's hilarious, in my opinion. Um, But, yes. Um, So now... Back in 1876, a man by the name of Charles Bradlaugh, i know I'm probably uh, it could be Brad Laff, Bradlaugh, Bradloff—some one of one of those definite or not definitions, one of those pronunciations—he uh, tried to redefine atheism so that way to escape the onus that atheists have in proving their self-defeating position that God doesn't exist. He he sought to move the goalposts by uh, posi- uh, positing positioning positioning, I am out of reading ideas today, guys, by position that atheism really meant to lack belief in God, God slash gods, so basically, he wanted to change the whole definition, he wants to, to make it more that, you know, you can, um, make it more available, I I, I want to say, um, However, the new definition, which became popular from 1979, so mind you, it took 103 years for that to really catch on. But here's two things that it really conflicts with. It conflicts the actual definition of the term and the mindset of the atheist. Like I said, like, you know, what we talked about a couple seconds ago, it completely redefines and messes with the ideology that they try to create. And there is no real discernible difference between this redefinition of atheism and that of the position of an agnostic who also lacks belief. However, agnosticism, as per its definition, is self-refuting, also as is too requires omnipotence for their claims to be true, knowing that no one can be, or knowing that no one can know. So, it would seem that in their desperate death throes, those do not that do not want to accept accountability for their actions and words will still seek to bury their heads in the sands of the grave of atheism. Now, that's funny, um, personally, because, you know, people now, the, the way atheism was redefined is people who don't want to be accountable for their, for their actions or for whatever they, they, they're doing or saying, I'm an atheist. Because then they don't... In their minds, they don't have to... They don't have to report to anybody. They don't have to... You know... It, 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 you just... It doesn't make sense, in my opinion. I mean, while it, it, this quote-unquote irrefutable logic doesn't uh, conclusively prove God's existence, it does disprove the categorical denial of the existence of God, and thereby the existence of atheists, in the strictest sense. So, uh, I don't know how biblical we're really going to get into today's episode, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Um, well, we'll go through a couple, couple of verses, I'm sure. Um, now, the whole idea of an atheist. Because mind you, I was a self-proclaimed atheist as a younger child, um, probably in my early teenage years, because I didn't want to believe in God, and that was my fault, and that was something I had to take accountability for, which I now you know refute, and I, I enjoy conversations about atheism because I've seen both sides, um, of the, the spectrum, so it's kind of interesting. It, for me uh, to talk about stuff like this. But, so, the ideology of an atheist, and an atheist's entire life, in my opinion, is dedicated to finding translation errors, contradictions, um, reading the, I, I would tell you, when I was an atheist, I read the Bible more than when I was a Christian, because my entire idea was to find things wrong with the Bible. Find something wrong with it. And you know, the more I read it, the more I couldn't deny it. The more I couldn't sit here and say, "This doesn't exist, this isn't real god doesn't ex- God doesn't exist. Jesus was never real i'm I'm sure his bones just disintegrated, blah 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 this, blah 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 that. I couldn't say that anymore because fact of the matter is. An atheist's mindset is bull because it it does exist. God exists. Christ exists. There's no bones because there's no body. The grave was moved, and thank God for that. Now, a lot of the people who are quote-unquote atheists... Um, they they've tried to read the Bible they say they've read the Bible a lot of them they ever they've bleh, either they've either not read the Bible for themselves and attack because they do not want to believe and so they keep repeating the same errors so you'll get people who say oh the Old Testament is law and the New Testament you're not supposed to f- or more or less you're like you're, the Old Testament's law you're, you shouldn't be eating you know pig you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be doing th- all of this, if you're a Christian, the Old Testament, Jesus came down so that way the old we didn't have to follow the laws of the Old Testament. Because I've always wondered, and I, I still struggle with this, what did they do in the Old Testament before Jesus? How did how did you get to heaven in the Old Testament? And if you have any ideas on that, you know, feel free to uh, email that to rapturedmillennial at gmail.com, hashtag shameless plug um or message me on Instagram or Facebook and even more shameless plug um now even if we didn't have the bible at all from the secu- from these secular sources we would have a basic outline which matches the bible and these are the secular sources um of non-christian historians and writers who lived around the time of the writing of the new testament and wrote about jesus so this is going to be interesting. These are historians, writers, um, theologists, if you will, from the Old Testament times. These I'm I'm gonna read you a few names, um, and they've all discussed Jesus, and they're not, and these aren't Christians. These, I you mean, know, that's why they're not in the Bible, blah blah blah. So. That's interesting. Even these guys didn't deny the fact that Jesus lived. Thallus, Tacitus, Bar Serapion, Galerius, Phlegian, Suetonius, the Jewish Talmud, Josephus, Galen, Lucian, Pliny the Younger, Celsus, and Numinius. All of those, and you can all, you know, you can feel free to pause and Google those people. Non-Christian historians and writers who lived around the time of the writing of the New Testament that wrote about Jesus. And I said something that I'm, I'm going to kind of go on a small little tangent, and I'm, I'm probably going to end up staying on that tangent for the remainder of the um, the episode today. Um, but... Um, a before, okay, before I do this, before I do this, the reason I struggle with um, Old Testament Christ or Jews, I guess, finding a way to heaven is because John 14 6, Jesus Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. I know you guys know that verse. If you're listening to this podcast, I promise most of you know that verse. That is like one of the most famous verses other than John 3 16. That is like one of the most famous verses in the entire Bible. People have that hanging up in their houses, and all that good stuff. Um, so really, truly, how did Jews get to heaven in the Old Testament? I don't know. Do you know? Because I don't know. If you have, like I said, if you have an idea, please, please message me in some way, shape, or form. Because I want to know. I want to know. I want to know your ideas and see if you have any biblical backings to what you're going to say. So, excuse me, I had to pop my neck. So, now, my little tangent. If I had said something when it came to the non-Christian historians and writers that wrote about Jesus and didn't deny Jesus' existence, now Islam, and we're going to get a little bit, we're going to, we're really going to get into this whole religion sucks. I really want to get into a lot of the main religions and kind of discuss why their religion, uh, without being disrespectful, mind you, I, am, I have Muslim friends, I have Jewish friends, I have uh, Hindi friends, um, lots of friends of different religions, and I, I want to do my best to not be disrespectful to their religion. So I'm going to you know, obviously do my research as episodes progress, and we're going to go into separate religions. Um, And discuss how they directly um, almost go against each other, go against themselves um, when it comes to Jesus and Christianity. And how they admit Christianity while still not admitting Christianity. The two, the two I'm most excited for. I just want to let you know my two, so you can really, you'll be able to really hear the excitement in my voice when it comes to these two episodes um, that I'm gonna, that are gonna be upcoming. We're gonna go into Islam. I love, love, love discussing Islam um, for a completely uh, weird way, but that's okay. Um, And this is gonna sound weird. I really enjoy discussing Satanism um, because it is a if you really look at it and you dive deep into the ideology and the um I call it the anti-Bible. Uh the anti-biblical um even though it's called the Satanic Bible, the Bible of Satan, something like that. But the the anti-biblical ideologies, they're really, really, really interesting, and I really want you guys to to understand that. Um so yeah, anyway. My small little tangent, I'll stay on this for a couple minutes, and then we'll be done. Uh, we'll pray, we'll be done. So, and I will go more into this. I'm, I, I'm avoiding my tangent, I know, because now that I'm thinking about this, this is going to really go into um, my Muslim thing, which is probably going to be next episode. Um, so, stay tuned for that, my friends. Um, I guess, yeah, that'll be a good transition. <laughs> I'm totally, you know, spitballing as I'm recording this so you guys can see a little behind the scenes of my mind. Um, anyway, Islam doesn't deny the existence of Jesus. Jews don't deny, you know, uh, Judaism doesn't deny the existence of Christ. Judaism denies the existence of Christ as the Savior. Judaism... Says, we killed Christ because he, or we killed Jesus because he wasn't the Christ, because he wasn't the Messiah, because he wasn't this, because he wasn't that. He was a false prophet. Now you look at Islam, Islam says Jesus was a prophet, he was a good prophet. It, Muslims love Jesus, as weird as that is to say, because he was a prophet. Same way Muhammad was a prophet, he was a prophet of Allah. And that's an amazingly weird thing to say, um, but i'm I'm going to leave it at that um, because i I'm going to give you guys um something that I've challenged my Muslim friends with, and they kind of back down every time I bring it up to them because me me and them we love discussing religion, um and it's funny uh we We love each other, so but we'll, we'll sit down and we'll go off on each other for about fifteen, twenty minutes a piece. And just discussing our religion, almost shoving it down our, each other's throats. Because we can, because we love each other. Don't shove religion down each other's throats. I swear, please do not do that. That is the most biggest turnoff uh, a Christian can do is shove the Bible down somebody's throat. I know it's happened to me before I, I converted over to Christianity. Um, so please don't do that. We do this because we're friends, because we love each other, and because it's almost like we know we're not going to get anywhere with each other. So it's almost, it's almost fun to us. Um, they just kind of plant those seeds of doubt into each other and hoping that my seed grows. While their seeds are dead in the water, I'm hoping my seed grows in their soil. Um, so I'm going to give you uh, an example next week of what you can say to a Muslim uh, respectfully. When I, don't just walk up to any Muslim and say this to them, but respectfully say something to a Muslim to make them really question Islam. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. So bow your heads, close your eyes. If you feel like it, if you're driving, please don't bow your heads and close your eyes. That's that's a great way to meet Jesus now. <laughs> don't. Um, God, thank you for this episode today. Um, thank you for, for the excitement that has come out of me. And just this, this overwhelming love I, I felt from you And the, the blessings I'm feeling that's going to take place in this podcast uh, Thank you for everyone that's listened to my podcast And everybody who's going to listen to my podcast Pray that you bring people to my podcast too So that way they can hear about you And even if they just stumble on one episode That they understand And that they get into the ideology that you are The way, the truth, and the life If you guys have any prayer requests, I would love to pray over them. Send me an email, message on Facebook, Instagram. I would love to pray for you guys. Anyway, thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us on the cross. In your name, amen. Now, I want to, you know, say, obviously, today was not a very biblical episode, Um, next episode, when we do talk about Islam, um, we're going to be looking at, you know, direct correlations with the Bible to, um, forgive me, I don't remember what their book is called, um, you know what it, you know, um, the Quran, thank you, James, for remembering that. So we're going to look at direct correlations between the Bible and the Quran and, I, I want to go into that and we're, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun episode. So please stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Thank you. I love you and make your guys, make your guys have yourselves a great day and God bless. Thank you for listening to the raptured millennial podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can email us at rapturedmillennial@gmail.com. at gmail.com.